Hey everybody, welcome to the Rumble Over the Thunder podcast. My name's Matt Penier. Dan? I'm just going to let that one go. Can you yeah. can you make that work? Yeah, I can make that work. No, that, let's that, start over. No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. We're rolling with that. Yeah, we are. Andy Monday, doing an impression of me here down at the X Bar. We have just completed a night of racing. Can you do a Frank Cryer impression? Let me tell you something, okay? We're not going to do Frank Cryer impressions because he hasn't raced here since 2010. And in that year, Frank Cryer did not get past once, okay? (laughs) Have you ever seen a car not get past the whole season? That was Frank Cryer in 2010 on the way to Rookie of the Year. Uh, Yeah, he's sitting right across the table from me (laughs) last year. You got past past past. once last year. Oh, yeah, it happened. It happens in a season. Not Frank Cryer, though. It's got to happen in a season. Week nine in the books. Oh, by the way, podcast twenty-five. Zoom and Randy Newman. I got it first. I'm stumped. Not Alex stumped. Oh, Alyssa Larson, former Ooh, sports, truck sports truck driver. driver. Yep. Man, that's a tough one. That is. That is a really tough Larry one. Deegans? Aside from Larry Deegans. Yeah. Aside from Zoom and Randy Newman, I mean Wyatt Brooks, Tundra guy. Yeah. Here earlier this year, but that's about it. Zoom and Newman, kind of one of those untouchable numbers. Just too much history on that guy. Very. Yeah, for Zumi sure. was a great guy. Actually, uh, rode my bike the last night past his old race shop. There you go. He was over by uh, yeah. uh, Huntley School and Memorial Park and stuff over there. And one of, the 100, one of the 100 people that Lauren Leach is related to that at one point raced. Wheelers and uh, Wheelers, Springstros, Newmans. Newmans, everybody. Yep. Lauren is entrenched. Part of the fam. Yeah. He is uh, Speaking of wheelers, we get to talk about one later. Who's that? Brock Saunders. Yeah, that's right. Brock Saunders. Spoiler alert, two for two. So Andy Monday, opening with the impression of me, I liked it. Good work. It wasn't very good. It it was fine. It was great. (laughs) Nobody does a better impression of me, and I don't know why you'd want to do an impression of me. Colin Reffner, dead on. It's scary. Really? Ask him to do it sometime. It's pretty good. Dan Strong, how are you? Doing quite all right. How about yourself? Uh, thanks for inviting us to the courthouse for the wedding. Sorry we couldn't yeah, make how, it. How is married life? <laughs> Very funny. Yeah. <laughs> I told him one of these weeks it's going to happen. No, we're just going to get married down here in the X Bar like three weeks from now. Perfect. Hmm. You know what? Oktoberfest. Thanks fe- for the invite. Yeah. Wait, o- that's your invite. At Oktoberfest, <laughs> they do that at Chromies. That'll work. Yeah, it's happened before. So it's, was, uh, a, it's a Jim, thing. Jimmy Kempkus there in his uh, oh bikini. No, no, he didn't leave. Oh, okay. He didn't Just leave the Oktoberfest grounds. I okay. don't think. I wasn't sure if that yeah. was part of the wedding attire. No, uh, could be. <laughs> Never know. Hey, we got guests. I got Let's go right into the guests before we get into anything else. We got them baby boys again. We've got Ethan, and we've got Evan and Seven. Which one should we go with first? They're, they were both sport modding tonight. Sport mod. Feature. Yeah, Wisconsin. one by Brock Saunders. Home Builders? Winnegami Home Builders oh, Association. Close. I'm going to start with Evan because I think Evan had a bit of a better finish. Where did yep. you finish tonight, Evan? We ended up seventh, which is very actually disappointing. Started up toward the front. Yeah, that's why it's disappointing. But second or third in the heat? Third in the heat, seventh in the feature. Okay, so. And, uh. Ethan, your car, I did not recognize now that it's black and orange. What's up with that? I actually destroyed my other car on Saturday, and this is a whole new car I picked up Sunday. Okay. So what happened Saturday? Yeah. I was leading the race. We were 10 laps in, and the panter bar broke, snapping the dry shaft, and I was a sitting duck and got nailed by about five cars. Oh, jeez. 
So for those of you listening that don't know what a panard bar is, that actually holds the rear end from moving left to right. So when you break that, uh, a lot of stuff can move around. Did you wreck the drive shaft and a bunch of other stuff too, huh? Oh, yeah. There's nothing else holding it. No. He just walks around wherever he wants to go. Yeah. And mostly to the right because you're turning left, correct? Actually, it'll go to the Not left. Not necessarily to the yeah. left. It'll yeah. actually go to the okay. left, opposite really? of what you're thinking. Yep. That's interesting. The mic, <laughs> well, you know, the theory of physics, where if you're turning left, well, everything gravitationally starts to push out toward the right. You that's know? inertia. But yeah, so the, the frame goes right. to the right. right. Rear end goes to the left. It's on the ground. Okay. Yep. Fair enough. It doesn't end well. No. Whichever way it moves, it doesn't end well. Bad, Especially bad the rear deal. steering them cars, it's unpredictable what's going to happen. Bad deal. So anyway, tell me, tell me about the sport mods. Now you guys have run the four cylinders. You guys have run in the super stocks. You have the sport mods now, obviously mostly for the dirt. Running them on the asphalt. Just tell me about the class, and uh, it's very affordable, obviously too. Compared to like asphalt, which most people on listening to this are probably used to, I would probably say it's about quarter the price. This year, I've probably got. 22 shows in already I've only put on 7 tires when you guys run asphalt you win a super late Andy you're putting on 2 a night sometimes 4 yep. you go through a red race and uh, next week you're already at 6 where last I got year I thought we were conservative on tires and we still put 54 on mm. I looked it that up. is conservative yeah. to be honest with you from, I know. from what I hear from but to run 7 22 shows yeah. that just shows you the difference but our tires they get hard, but not near as much. And we have a siper. You can sipe a tire and make it almost brand new, if not better than new, if you get a non-sipe tire to actually make them last. And you came and borrowed a tire from my brother at the Tundra race. Yeah, that was a old tire he was just going to get rid of, and you made it work for that. Yeah, but we were running asphalt tires for that, yep. which I was still on year old 750s where everybody I was running with was on <laughs> brand new D800s, and we still finished second. So we're going to put that down for a win. And you have to run the dirt tires in the Sport Mod Triple Crown at WIR. Just how does that translate from when you guys are running the dirt to running the asphalt? How do those tires hold up for you guys? We tear them right apart. Do you? On the asphalt, we tear them right apart. I, the tires we're running tonight, I will never put back on for a dirt. But we didn't run my actual dirt tires. I'm running the four I had on tonight came with the car when I bought it last year. Is there anything to, now these are groove tire, is there anything to maybe wearing them down a little bit to get closer, to get that tread off of there, to maybe make them slick, get a little bit more of a contact patch, or you just wearing them out too much? To be honest, if you're doing that, I think you're putting too many heat cycles and you're going to just make the tire harder and harder and harder. Unless you'd somehow try to shave it. Yeah. I don't know if you want to do that either. Right. Yeah, you don't really want to take much off of the tire. And once you imagine. actually get through the tread on them G60s, you're almost to the cords. It's not like an asphalt tire where there's still a quarter inch of rubber there when it's smooth. Alright, so one thing I've noticed about the way these dirt sport mods have been racing a little bit is that uh, you guys are still out there sliding around sideways now. From what you have to run on the dirt to what you get to run on the asphalt, you guys can't do a lot of things, right? Like, you're not moving lead around. You're not setting up your biases very much differently. I know that they have some rules against that kind of stuff. When you bring it from the dirt to the asphalt, what can you do? What do you do? What can't you do? Well, they, they're they restricting us. Uh, Joe Vertigan is on our left side weight. And our... What else rule? And our... No... 
He had two specific rules yeah. that tires and left side weight. I'm saying compared to the IMCA, he changed two rules. Yeah, the tires you had earlier. Which we always do on IMCA. So is it rear? Brotherly it, love over yeah, here. Was it rear weight that you guys percentage? No. I know he added a left side weight, okay. which on dirt I run 54%. He put a max of 55 on the asphalt. Okay. Which I didn't rescale my car anyway. They do maybe tread width? Oh, uh, frame height. That's what it was. Okay. He gave us a frame height rule okay. and a left side rule. And basically that's done so guys aren't taking their dirt mods and, and making them, a full making them full on asphalt cars, yeah. lowering them to the ground, putting all the weight on the left side, right? Yes. But we're still moving shocks and trailing arms and everything else. So you are making some kinds of adjustments. Adjustment. Okay. Huge adjustment. I pretty much flatten my panor bar right out and then drop my left rear trailing arm from a 45 degree angle down to almost level. I think there was a rumor that last year guys were like switching their sway bars. We don't have a sway okay, bar. Okay, no sway. So is the panor bar then, excuse panor me. Bar. I think they were flipping them left to right. Do you guys try that kind of stuff too or not well, going that way? Technically, if they wanted to be IMCA legal, we can't. But I mean, do our techs really know what to look for on IMCA? I mean, you they could do probably, now if they're listening. <laughs> right? Got to have the IMCA sticker on it, on the yeah. wheel. Now, as far as running these things, they're a 602 crate, correct? Not, Not uh, yours. Or the spec. Or a claim, yeah. yeah. Okay, so you can run the claim or the 602 motor, and you guys have elected to go with the build motor. About how much approximately do you think is in that motor, dollar-wise? I picked mine up from B&B for 3900 and a brand new crate is like 30, 35, I think, or 33. Now, do you guys get any sort of a weight differential with the crate versus what you do for the built motor, or is it no, pretty much even? it's pretty much just carb. You get a four barrel on the 602, you get a two barrel on the, the claim. Yeah, because in a lot of other places, you'll see the 604 get a weight break, sometimes pretty significant depending on where you're going. Yeah. And uh, in other places, I guess like here, it's pretty much horse piece. Yeah, but our motors are so heavily restricted. We're not getting much more horsepower than the crates are anyway. Andy, I can see the questions burning inside. I think you want to get in one of these, don't you? I'm, I'm adding it all together here. I'm taking notes. Yeah. You got a bent one for it. Got a bent one for it. I tell you okay. what, I'll bend it some more and maybe it'll straighten right out. Yeah, you never yeah, know. Just, you just got to bend it the other way, right? It's bent to the right, so just tail slap her into the yeah, wall a couple times. All right. I got to ask this because you guys did join us for the Tundra Race. Half mile or quarter mile, which one? Half mile, Half mile by a mile. Did you guys have a lot of fun out there? Oh, oh yeah. Way yeah. more yeah. fun. And to actually do it, the uh, adjustments were half as many. The track was actually more forgiving on the half mile than it is on the quarter. Was it? Because you, I know, Ethan, you were having a couple of problems, I think, with the engine a little bit. Were you down a cylinder or something like that? No, that was That, was, that was Evan. But Evan, in that first one, you were doing pretty well. Yeah, we went from sixth to second. And then we broke two rock arms in the second feature. Oh, goodness. I'll slow you down a little bit. And, by the way, and I mentioned this over the mic a couple times tonight, no mirrors. No, right? yeah, no, no mirrors. mirrors, no spotters. No mirrors, no spotters. Don't need them. No. Nope. Just feel your way around. It's a little bit easier to not have those things on the dirt, though, right? You bump on the dirt, and someone will just kind of slide a little bit. You bump on the asphalt, and it's like you're glued to the track. And not only that, but in the dirt, you have three, four, five lanes, lanes where if yeah. you're racing side by side, someone might be way up against the wall and you might be, you know, 20 feet down on the inside groove. 
Whereas yeah. asphalt, inside and outside, are separated by, what, a foot? If that? If that, yeah. It's pretty tight. And another thing that kind of sucks actually to go with the mirrors, you really have to watch who you go to the outside of because they don't know you're there, obviously. And if you watch them the few laps before, if they're coming out to the grass, you have to make an inside move. You can't go to the outside because they'll put you either in the wall or in the grass, just not intentionally because they don't know you're there. So if they're not staying to the bottom, you can't push limits yeah, on the outside. Yeah, we kind of seen that in the Sport Mod feature tonight with uh, that battle going on for second where they're kind of three wide and then with the right. lap car in there. And, and I'm sure the lap car didn't even know what was coming. Oh, no way. Yeah. So it, it does get that a was little. Brazen and Jesse and somebody else. 24, 24 uh, Hayden yep. Schmidt. Yep. So let's change gears here a little bit. And no I pun want intended. Pun fully intended. We only intended, run one gear when we're out there, just so you know. Pun fully intended. I want to talk to this guy because not only is he racing, but... Ethan, you've also got onto the dark side of things. You're an official like me now. How's that been for you? It's been pretty good. We get about a car a week usually that doesn't pass inspection. That's that's tech guy talk. Tech guys enjoy that kind of stuff, apparently. I think we're sitting next to the next Ricky Brooks Ricky over Brooks here. Ricky Brooks Jr.? Next Ricky Brooks over here, Dandy. <laughs> Gonging them left and right. Left and right. So what well, have you been finding? Anything from illegal braces to extra springs on struts, you name it, they're trying to hide it. Apparently not well enough, right? Not if you're finding it. Yeah. They well, mix cameras. Are you just looking at everything that you used to do and that's what you're finding? I wouldn't say that. <laughs> you know, I've, stuff always, that we about I, I, I've always heard the <laughs> adage that cheaters make the best tech inspectors. If you can't beat them, hire them. I don't know. My dad's a tech inspector, so I don't know what that says about the way he used to race. So. Never raced asphalt super late models, but uh, on the dirt, he was uh, doing his racing. Connoisseur. Yeah, I don't know. He quit way before I was even born, so I couldn't even tell you. It's too bad. The idea is to get the classes back where they should be. they kind of been out of hand. Yeah. And you know what? I've noticed, and I think we've all kind of noticed, that four-cylinder class has really kind of been increasing in the car counts each and every week. It's been pretty pretty solid and I think if you look at a lot of the four cylinder classes outside of Kakana they've been struggling quite a bit because in my opinion quite honestly I think they've let them kind of skew away from what that class is supposed to be which is basically go grab a car throw a seat in it throw a roll cage in it and go the old ISS rules right right is that kind of where our four cylinder division is aiming or should be aiming should be aiming I've raced with guys in the dirt that have four or five thousand dollars in a four center, and I had fifteen hundred bucks. But tech guys don't know what they're looking for, so they can run what they want. They do now. Yeah, right. At Kakana. <laughs> so, what makes that 47 so fast? We've seen it very fast with uh, Brody Revest, which we'll talk about later. Yeah, I had, had an update on that. Had a different number on that car before. And now the, the Flying Pickle. He's got some stuff done. We're going to find it. He don't think so. Oh, 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 here it is. Here comes the tech Shots inspector fired. calling a shot. It's Babe Ruth pointing just, to the fence. Just to throw it out there, that car, if I think that one's the dual cam B-Tech, I'm not for sure on that, out of the box puts out like 180, 185. Okay. That Neon my brother's running puts 129, and that's brand new, and who knows I know Emery's motor's not rebuilt. That's got 100,000 clicks on it on the road, plus we've been racing on it. 
And I don't know if it was a podcast thing or if it was an article I was reading that maybe Joe Vertigan did, but when they were asked Brody about it, he said he did a lot of research up front and p- picked the right car. Yeah, yeah. I, I think was that was Brody important. talking to us here on the podcast okay. after last year. There are a lot of drivers out there that will do their research and do sorts of things and all the legwork to make sure that they've got the very best. And I look at a guy like Kyle Stark that's like that. He's got a very good uh, mind toward Hondas and all those sorts of things. And any time that 192 car shows up at like an ISS race or anything like that, that is usually the one to beat. And they do have the claim rule too, where if you win, the car stays with Matt Rowe, and he doesn't care. He'll just go build one equally as fast. Uh, thing that kind of, I wouldn't say hurts us, but it makes us very restricted is we travel a lot more. We always have, and not all tracks allow certain motors so we kind of can't do the variable tam- cam timing stuff with the VTEC and whatnot. so you kind of have to pick and choose where you want to be fast we want to run a lot yeah and I've seen it a couple tracks now too like uh, Slinger we were there a few weeks ago they've actually split their four cylinder class into two where they have this the sport fours or whatever you want to call it yeah. slinger bees and then like the actual enhanced version with different wheels springs and everything else but then you just kind of take your car count and split it in half too so there, right. there has to be you got to kind of make it work for both if you're going to do that yeah and plover does that too and you know they're they're kind of looking to get back to just one four cylinder class which is probably the way it should be better racing if you have more cars sure absolutely i think those enhanced ones or whatever they're called at slinger had three the week we were there right yeah that doesn't make for a good it's a little tough and you hear guys dumping six seven thousand dollars into those cars even after they're already built so now you're trending up to twelve thirteen thousand dollar four-cylinder cars and you can buy a mod yeah you can buy a late model not the spirit of the class to be honest with you I think we've just stood up on our soapbox, haven't we? He's <laughs> got up there. Well, people that have more money in their four cylinders than we have in our sport mods. Yeah, that's that's not really where you want the things to go. Sport trucks too, right? Some of those sport trucks are getting to be four, five, six grand too. Yeah, they call them entry level classes for a reason. Yeah, hopefully they stay that way. Guys, we want to thank you for coming out. Second appearance on the pod. It's good to have you. We had a third brother last time. Yeah, we did have Emery last time. Yeah, we got to get him in a sport mod yet. Then he can be on this. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, we'll be waiting for him. But, uh, well, you know where to find us, right here at the X-Bar, 3rd Street in Kakana. Thanks for having us. All right, thanks, guys. That's Evan and Ethan Beatty, two-thirds of the Beatties. Actually, two-fourths of the Beatties, if you want to throw oh, Ariana. It's like two-ninths, right? two I was going to well, say. Well, at least the, the fourths that are Ariana. have been running with us. Yeah. There's but a lot more out there. Andy Monday, shall we jump into it? Into Casey Johnson winning tonight. Domination. He was fast. Started 10th. Right. Sound about right. But I think you kind of brought it up 12. before we got to the podcast, and this isn't any kind of a slight on Casey, but he sort of got through in a good time because Strelka and Kalma started racing side by side, and you were back there, JVO, Maxwell, Kendall kind of got stuck behind that dispute that just wouldn't end that was a good side-by-side race yeah it was a great um, it was a great race for that spot that's and unfortunately for us that were stuck behind it we kind of had nowhere to go in addition there was a car that was leaking oil all over all our windshields and we were just sliding around trying to maintain and it made made interesting for the last half of the race because uh 
your windshield just gets covered in oil and the glare from the lights like going down into turn one you're really just kind of guessing and pointing the car where you just kind of second nature know where it probably mm-hmm. should go um but kind of made it for a little dicey i know me and kendall traded positions once and then he tried to get up underneath Strelka, and they got sideways and they got back around him um ended up uh, getting Strelka with about five to go and then kalmus was out there ways so um good run for cory manders absolutely fantastic top job five by for him, him. Fantastic. Yeah. A good one for Sawyer efforts and Lowell Bennett, too. I think Lowell has kind of been, I don't want to say off his game this year, but not quite where we usually see him. So for him to kind of run his way up to 30 was sort of chasing down efforts at the end, didn't catch him. But I think it was kind of a night that Lowell needed. Yeah, definitely. The, you know, if you talk to those guys, they've been struggling to, to get a handle on the car. And I talked to uh, Dan Harmon, who's one of the crew guys on the car, you know, I asked him how things were before the feature. And they're still working to get th- some of the bugs worked out, some things figured out. So, obviously, with Lowell's experience and uh, the equipment they have, they can do it. It's just getting back on track, and it's good to see them have a run like that. You know, one thing I kind of noticed about Lowell, and you could probably attest to this, it kind of seems like every third year or so, he kind of falls off a little bit. Like, maybe I, I know in the past they've tried a little something, and then they've gone back to what they've known. He's doing. A, he's been doing a little bit of experimental work back and forth with that right foot stuff, hasn't he? Yeah, I think for years he did. Um, I don't know how much of that they're doing this year, but I also know Lowell is, he's told me before, he's kind of conservative on the engine side of things where he's not pulling it out and freshening it, you know, every half season or at the end of mm-hmm. the year. So this might be the second full year, mo- year on that motor, that you know, those type of things too. So those are all variables that play into it as well. Right, yeah, and... Uh you know, just kind of looking through the lineup like you had said, Andy, I mean, good on Sawyer efforts. Needed to get, he needed a good run. He had one. And Corey Manders, I mean, this might end up shaking up that rookie battle. Travis Dasso misses again. He was only three up on Griesbach and Tim Springstro, who were tied. Springstro did not make the call in the last chance race. They were trying to fix up that car. They did a hell of a job at least getting that thing to the racetrack. I know they yeah, worked really hard. Yeah, they were up really 5 o'clock in the morning right. last night to Gries- get the car to the track today. Yeah, Griesbach transfers in, doesn't really move through the feature field too much. So Manders now with that top five that really no one else has. That's could, huge. He probably yeah, gained turn at, into least, another three, at least three 20 or 25 points tonight by doing that. Yeah. Well, you know, we talked a lot about everybody else but the guy that won, and I think he... Put it best. Domination. Fast car tonight. This is what Casey Johnson had to say. Casey Johnson coming home with a very impressive win tonight. Uh, Casey, it goes green to checkered. And you had to chew up a lot of real estate to catch up to the leader Sawyer efforts. Just take me through what a race like this is like for you. Well, like I say, we just, I mean, we had to stay focused. Uh, we knew we had a good car, and uh, we knew we were clipping off laps that were a couple tenths faster and a liter every lap. So uh, just uh, work traffic careful and let them come back to us, and uh, we're able to pick our way to the front. Now, you're a guy that's been racing here. You know, you took last year off, but you had some laps here. Is this kind of what you've come to expect now, just if the field gets a little spread out, that you've got the car that can make it on the long run? Yeah, I just know what this team's capable of. I mean, I know we wrecked this car earlier this year, so we kind of had to get her back to uh, where it was before we wrecked, and I think it's there now. So uh, this is pretty much what I expect out of it. And really, since that red race wreck, the 47 car has pretty much been the class of the field, been really, uh, really, really strong. Just, you know, take me through what you guys have gone through since that point. 
Well, uh, I mean, we've actually been changing setup uh, from week to week. We've had good speed, you know, qualifying good, and then we had just enough, you know, to work our way in top five, stuff like that. But uh, it just never had the stability to last all the way through to the last 10 laps. We were kind of hanging on the last 10 laps. Well, this one never lost drive, and it, uh, this is right where we want it now. You know, it hasn't been easy for anybody to find victory lane a couple of times, but now you've got your second win. Uh, you know, what does this mean for you as far as the points and where you guys are sitting here with just a little over a month to go? Well, we got, uh, like I say, we're sitting uh, right where we want to be, obviously. Everybody's chasing us, so we just got to keep doing what we're doing, um, consistently qualifying decent, and then uh, working our way to the front of the feature. Um, we figure if uh, we get the wins, the uh, championship will come. And to that point, too, you know, you have the red, white, and blue title. You've got your Tundra title. You've got your Jefferson titles. You've got a bunch of things on the resume. If, indeed, you are able to push forward and take this one, what would it mean for you? Oh, I'd be huge. Uh, Dennis and I, you know, the first year I was out here, we finished third in points, and uh, we were real happy with that. And then I had uh, the experience under my belt, so I wanted nothing more than a championship and uh, had a dogfight with JVO and uh, came up a little shy. So Dennis and I both won our uh, championship. And Dennis, he's been out here for, you know, uh, I think he's over 10 years. He's had Dalton. He's had Andy. Um, he's had a lot of good drivers and just never been able to seal the deal. So it'd be nice to get him one. And you've been in this position before in different areas. Uh, what do you as a driver have to do to remain focused over the last couple of weeks? Well, to be honest, I mean, you just got to forget about the points. Uh, you just got to keep doing your doing your thing. And I race so much that it kind of helps me out do that. I can never get caught up on one thing because I think, I mean, we're one point out in the Triple Crown. We're right there in the Tundra. We're right there in Kakana points. We're second in Tour points. So I'm always in a points battle. It's just uh, you got to take it one race at a time and do what you can. So that is a victorious Casey Johnson who picks up his second feature win of the season. Maybe pads the point lead, but not a ton because you guys were kind of all around each other during qualifying. I know you missed the dash, Andy, very narrowly tonight. Thanks for reminding me. You're welcome. <laughs> hey, you had said, you know, there's going to be there's going to be those kinds of nights that those things happen. I mean, you know, we're getting to the midway point of the season now and you Kind of got to start laying the chips on the table, don't you? Uh, I think we've been laying them out there already. So, yeah, we're down to six weeks to go in the season. And with the night Casey had tonight, uh, qualifying third or fourth, um, good right, good run in the dash, and then winning the feature, um, he's probably got a good 20-some 20, 20 point lead at this point. Um, but, no, talking to Dennis Chase, the car owner, and Sam Schultz, who helps on that crew, uh, they both know it's still a long season yet, so you know I think they're easily reminded of what happened maybe back at the red race mm -hmm. that uh, one of those nights could happen again to any of us, and then it just shuffles it all back up. So we just got to stay on top of maintenance, working on the car, and then uh, hoping no uh, bad luck strikes on race night. All right, and knock on wood too. Mother Nature's been pretty friendly to us, so you know you, you yeah. mentioned you mentioned the weeks that we have left. It's starting to look more and more like a real possibility that every one of them could play a factor. Absolutely. You know, it's and tonight was a bit threatening, and then it went away. So, I mean, and with how strong and competitive and consistent everybody's been, like the last probably four weeks, I think me and Casey have traded a total maximum of like four points each night. You know, obviously had a really good night tonight, which helped, but. You know, I don't see that changing with how strong Kendall's running. Kelmus, you know, he got the Batman car back out tonight, had a good run. Um, it's just going to be really competitive to the end, for sure. And you know what? I think a good thing for you and uh, for Kendall and for Johnson is, you know, sometimes you see these really tight point battles, and maybe it's not in a large field of cars, 
where outside guys could play a factor, inside guys could play a factor. Here we're getting 25 cars a week. So if someone does have an off night and someone else has a really good night, there's enough of a buffer there where it actually can make a difference. Huge. Huge, and especially those nights we're starting 20, 22, 24 cars. You know, like at the white race, we had 31 cars, so we started 24. Um, I mean, you could be running fifth, sixth place and get a flat tire on the last lap and drop to 20th. That's a huge swing, you know. So anything can happen. We'll see how it plays out. Yeah, it's definitely going to be a volatile championship run. So we're nearing the final month, too. Just one more week in July and then into the month of August. But turning our attention now to the other class on the half mile. And after... Wait, 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 wait. wait. Go ahead. We forgot one thing with the Supers. Go ahead. We had another outstanding <laughs> last, chance race. last chance race that was decided by Tech. Tech. So right. Pete Vandermolen technically beat Michael Anthony to the line by .004 thousandths of a second to be the final car to transfer into the show. However, the people from the stands noticed that the 50 actually beat the 30 to the line. So they did measure transponders underneath the car. And they found the 30s transponder was four inches forward from where it should have been. Oh. And I talked to Scott, who's on Vandermolen's team, and this wasn't an intentional thing. Last year when they had a wreck, the panard bar almost damaged your transponder because it was right in line with it. So he just drilled it out and moved it four inches forward and didn't think it would be a big deal. He was just trying to get it out of harm's way. They weren't doing it to try to gain an advantage at all. And then guess what happens tonight? It's so freaking close yeah. that they go and measure it, and it's off by four and, inches. And we should mention there are very specific rules on where you can mount that transponder Correct. just because of situations like this. Correct. So. so it was that close, again, that it came down to measuring a location of a transponder. All right. Well... <laughs> It's been so crazy, those The races. difference between getting in and the difference between being out, too. And, you know, Taylor Vandermoss, kind of, he'd fell, fallen out for a little bit, and then he got back in, and Michael Anthony looked like he was going up to challenge for the win, and then he started to fall back and actually, you know, almost, yep. almost got out. So, yep. yeah, it was a, it was a back-and-forth affair once again there in that last chance race. Okay. Now to the late models. Now you can go. Yep. Four second place finishes, and now finally a win for Nate Van Wyken. I thought this was number two on the week season. No, this is his first. Is it really? Four, He's won a ton of dashes yeah. and heats. Four second place yeah. features. That's tough. Yeah. Well. Sounds like my year last year. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't we just uh, skip right into what Nate Van Wyken had to say about that. So Nate Van Wyken, after four second-place finishes this season, gets to victory lane. Nate, had to feel like getting a big monkey off your back, right? Oh, uh, it felt absolutely great tonight. Uh, uh, them second places were killing me. I'll take second all day long out here with a tough competition, but uh, definitely ready for a win, for sure. Now just tell me about Bennett, kind of there again. Like I said on the mic, it was sort of a sequel of last week, but with a different ending. That had to feel good. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Bennett, uh, he's always fast and always a very good driver. I mean, uh, there's a lot of good guys out here, but uh, running side-by-side -side with him is uh, a lot of fun, and last week was a blast. And then uh, this week, obviously, it was a little more fun because we uh, edged him out. So, And he had to do some work to get up front. Travis Rodewald started up there, you know, a defending champion. Did you think that it was going to be uh, kind of tough to get past him? 
Yeah, for sure. He's, uh, I mean, another very good driver and uh, always, always hard to pass. So he was pretty loose. So that was the only time I could get him. I ended up getting a run on him, and uh, but uh, he's a very good driver also. You know, consistency has been a big thing for you this year with the four second-place finishes, now the win. You're always up toward the top five. Uh, just tell me about, you know, what you guys have done to be in that position this year. Uh, I have no idea what's going, what we're doing to be more consistent. I guess last year we just we were plagued with uh, not finishing. We had so many mechanical issues, and uh, this year it just seems to be really holding together. And uh, Hop, he does all the work on the car. I literally did not touch a thing this week. Uh, I didn't even load it. I didn't go over there once, so he. I gotta give all the credit to him. It's keeping the car going from week to week, so that's that's huge. So is that the secret formula now? Just stay away from the race car. I think that's it. He'll probably even tell you that that uh, it's better off me just staying away from him, maybe. But uh, I don't even ask questions. He don't touch much, but uh, he he does a great job keeping it going. He loves tinkering on the thing, so that's all him. You know, now with your win and with where Bernhagen's been sitting, Bennett, everybody, this is starting to turn into a real interesting point race. Now that we passed halfway, do you start thinking about that? Have you been thinking about it? What's going through your head? Yeah, we've been thinking about it a little bit, but uh, we've just been trying to finish and stay consistent. It's been, I mean, there are the top, you know, whatever you have, five, six guys, there has been very little, I don't think any of them guys had a, you know, a, they didn't finish a race yet, so it's, Everybody's been running very well and very clean, and uh, so that's, it's going to end up to be a good uh, good points race, I think. So that is a victorious Nate Van Wyken, and it kind of looked like we were going to see what we saw last week where Brazen Bennett and Nate Van Wyken were taking it down to the wire, and I kind of talked to Nate before the podcast, or before I did the interview with him, and he said, you know, I was just, I was, I was conserving things a little bit, just, just in case he caught me, and I mean, Brazen came back from probably about 10 car lengths back and was right on his bumper at the end. Yeah, great night for Brazen. Uh, he qualified well. He ran good in the sport mod. Would he end up fourth in the sport mod? Right. And second in the feature. Um, that's tough to do when you're running multiple divisions to be, you know, top five in both and challenging for wins. So hats off to him on a great night as well. Can you believe this? Dan got his own pizza tonight. I'm shocked because when I walked in here, he asked me if I ordered a pizza because he was going to try to eat mine again. No, so I was seeing if you ordered, ordered one no. because you can't fit two pizzas on here. <laughs> oh, that is such Look, a nice I answer. I just moved some stuff around. You can put another pizza right there. Exactly. Well, yeah, but normally you can't Look, fit two pizzas. Dan, 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 what is, is that? Cheese or what is that? That's pepperoni. Oh, it's pep. You can't see the pepperoni under it's the cheese. Lots of matzo. Lots of Kyle ah, Kellner sponsor here, baby. Okay, all right. It looks good. Looks tasty. Tom mm -hmm. Schlem, you should come down. We're having a lots of matzo. Come eat it. Here we go. I thought you were actually going to take a piece of his pizza. And I, I might think do it, this corner. I think guy. it's fair. Huh? I think it's the fair that you, matzo you is grab about the pizza. 1,000 degrees for 15 minutes after it's baked. So, <laughs> so you have to yeah. let it cool off. Got to be very, very careful yes. about the Lotsa Matza pizza. Oh. So we talk about Nate Van Wyken. We talk about Brazen at a great Brazen. Day. How about this? Someone was faster than Jesse Bernagan in qualifying. Not just someone, some two. Brazen and fast qualifier Mike Meyerhofer. Jesse was okay tonight, though. I think he ended up third. But uh, a little strange to see someone down on the front stretch that was not Jesse Bernhagen tonight in the Broke late the models. Streak. Broke what the streak. Broke the streak. Eight of nine weeks? Seven out of eight. Seven so now eight. seven out of nine, which is still Very pretty good. good. And I think he has another good point night. Munster got mixed up with Meyerhofer. Both of those guys were sort of in the conversation, second and third in points. Um, didn't have so far to fall tonight, though. Uh, the late model count was a bit down, but 
uh, you know, Brian was up there. They yeah, were kind he came of all from 12 sort of in a pack. So yep. Good run for Brian. And yeah, going back to Bernhagen, the one thing I wondered with qualifying is uh, the qualifying number tonight was zero. So technically, Wenzel should have started, mm-hmm. and then Brian would have went, and and what, however, you know. And uh, they made an announcement because they knew some of the precipitation was on its way that they needed to get lined up and out there and go, or they were only got one lap of qualifying. Yeah, they went ten and minutes I early. I seen Bernhagen dart out there, and he was like the first or second car on the track. So, did that hurt him possibly being rushed to get out there going out of order? I don't know. I'll tell sense, you, that hurt me trying to announce that. I had. Just got there and then out rolling for qualifying, and I'm like, "Oh, alrighty, here we go." This guy's next, and yep. then this one's gonna go. Time and... to roll. Let's get that computer fired up and ready. Rockstar Russ is pizza thieving over here. He's tagging you. Yeah. Oh, I thought I thought for sure the beard was going tonight. Yeah. I thought for sure. About halfway through, he and TVR got hooked. Oh. Yeah. We'll get to that in a bit. So the late models, point battle, got to be crazy. You still got Bernhagen, I think, probably gained a little bit tonight. But Nate Van Wyken wasn't too far back, so a good night for him. Meyerhofer and Munster probably lost a little bit of ground. Yeah, Bennett, he got in that Bennett spin there, one some, and two, so. towards the feature. And uh, Timmers had a, a rough night. Uh, I think it was the first lap, first or second lap down the back stretch. He uh, got off a of turn two, looked like the car got away from him a little bit, take Craig Krieger in the right side door, and then head on into the wall on the back stretch, which uh, was a pretty hard hit. But I did see him come out. back out. Yeah. So um, good thing they got that car back Yeah, out. they actually red flagged that because I think they believed it was going to be a cleanup or at least a little bit of a lengthy caution, but Timmers just drove away right away when the safety crew got there. So good on him, and, yeah, good to see them fix that thing up and get it back out. So I think I, they had some other issues tonight because I don't think they even made it out for the heat race. Right. Yeah, and neither did Tara Springs show. She had some yeah. issues, too. So. I actually saw Timmers get out of his car to take a look at the car during the red flag. Who's he think he is? Sterling Marlin? Yeah, right. I know, right? I think this is Daytona 500. Yeah, you just well, get out, yeah, pull on your fender? You can you can do that. And <laughs> you can do that here at the short track level. No one's going to stop I mean, he, he pulled it right back into the pits, at least, rather than continuing the race. Right. So that kind of wraps it up for the half mile. Then on to the quarter mile. Super Stock's off tonight. They'll be back next week. Sport Mods back. Brock Saunders victorious in the Sport Mods for the second week. I guess not second week, but the second event in a row. And we should mention, so you would see somebody win, and then the next time they show up, they usually have to start behind the invert to try to, you know, even things out of it. Not the case with the sport mods. They run by a little bit different standard. They do what's a draw-redraw situation. So they draw for their heat races when they show up. This is a big thing on dirt, by the way. And then after that, they take the top X amount, and they get to redraw for some of the top spots. So Saunders, by luck of the draw, after even after winning, gets to start on the pole. This time it wasn't quite as easy looking as it was the first time, though. No, the first time he kind of took off, pulled away. I think Brazen was trying to catch him at that race. And tonight he had a couple visitors with the 24. Right. 07, Jesse Gracielny, great run, finishing third. And then Brazen was up there in fourth. Who was fifth? I think it might have been the 85. Okay, yeah, it might have been Esau. But, yeah, what happened is, and you see this happen a lot on the dirt. At least I've noticed a lot with the Dirt Kings races. That leader gets out there, and because there's no radios, because there's no mirrors in these sport mods, 
The lap cars don't exactly know when to get out of the way, when to not get out of the way, when to stop racing for position. So they start going side by side in front of the leaders. And then Saunders gets caught behind a couple of lap cars. Bennett closes in. Jesse Van Roy pulls in. And that will allow Jamie, or excuse me, uh, yeah, Schmidt to take the, the lead. Jaden Schmidt to take the lead for a little bit. Kind of overcooked it going into one turn there. And, you know, if you do that in the dirt, sometimes you can just run up to the top line, hit a little bit of the cushion, and take off. Doesn't work that way on the asphalt, though. No, not so much. And like you said with the lap cars, I think I checked the uh, scoreboard when they started lapping cars. It was lap 9 or 10. And there just was so many cars out on a quarter-mile track. That's going to happen. And like you said, no radios, no, no spotters, no mirrors. Um, they're trying to, you know, negotiate and run the track, too, and... Uh, definitely came into play. I think they were three or four wide at one point right. with the lap car there. And uh, it was a good race in the end. I think the 24 was actually a little bit faster than Brock. He just couldn't make mm. it work there. So I think probably the quickest car out there was Brazen. Certainly yeah, he looked, came through the He looked far. it in the heat. And I think what you saw with Jesse was someone who is just kind of who knows the track but was sort of getting used to feeling out the sport mod a little bit because they really only had that one practice session earlier in the night and I think tops any one of those drivers took about 10 laps right no more than that so you could kind of see Jesse was figuring things out as things were going along driving that Corey Kemkis sport mod and toward the end she was pretty quick too yeah it was uh, it was fun watching her coming out of retirement, getting back in that car, and um, I know Corey was uh, planning on running it this weekend yet, so it it came back to the trailer in one piece, which mm -hmm. was his goal. You know, a couple couple tire circles and you know quarter panel pushed in just from racing stuff, but overall, I think they were pretty happy with the result. And, and I suppose you wouldn't expect a lot of that either, mentioning that those cars don't have mirrors or spotters. Have we seen any really? Egregious, Maybe that's egregious wrecks. Maybe that's the secret. Maybe we got to take the spotters and mirrors out of all the asphalt cars. I mean, yeah, you can't really play defense if you don't know what's going on, right? <laughs> I mean, story. You, you can't block somebody if you don't know they're there. But, yeah, it was another fantastic race. Another good car count. A couple of newbies in. Some cars not able to make it back, I think. Uh, there were some other dirt shows going on this weekend, and I think even tonight. Uh, but I don't. Yeah, yep. I don't know that they ran sport mods, but I think a lot of those drivers might run some of the other classes sure. that they had there. So um, maybe not necessarily the best of circumstances, but another good race, and got to be looking forward to seeing them again in August. Yeah, and if I remember right, they have a the three race series has some kind of point fund at the end, yep. maybe for the top three or top five. So. Your favorites kind of for that right now have to be obviously Brock mm -hmm. with uh, dual wins, uh, Brazen with two top fives. Um, I'm not sure who else is kind of close to them. Yeah, maybe Beatty might you know, be close. Those have been most Evan, consistent. Yep. Yeah, maybe the Beatties are in the third or fourth as well. So. Right. And then, of course, also on the quarter mile, the Wisconsin Sports Trucks, Jason Plutz again. So what is that now? Three in a row and six on the season. We're four gonna, in a row. Is it four in a row? It is four. It is oh, four no. in a row. I thought it was three. No, it's three in a row. Okay. Next week is going to be four in a row. No. Whoa, are you calling a shot here, Dano? <laughs> are you no. calling a shot? This week was four in a row because he said it was something he's never done before. And I said, well, then win next week so that you can do five in a row. Mm. And it's still something you've never done. Yeah. Kind of crazy with some of the issues that he had earlier in the year. They finally looked like they shoved all the yeah they shoved all of the gremlins out of that '96 truck, and it's all it's been fast all year. There's no question about that. It's just 
the reliability was the issue, and that seems to not be an issue anymore. Yeah. For what, a 20-lap race? It was lasting for 19 and a half. Right. <laughs> Anywhere from about 15 to 19, yep. yeah. And yeah, another I, good run for Kylie, so that keeps the along. point battle kind of as is, really. I mean, not a lot of separation between those two right I now. I think those two are kind of pulling away from the pack. You mm -hmm. see Kyle Cole is still struggling. They're not giving up. They're going to keep fighting. They're going to try to figure some things out. But um, Bobby Wittier, I think, had fast better, time tonight. Yeah, better week for him. Finished third, too. Yep. You know, fast we saw him. Was well. that week two, maybe, that he set fast time in one? Sometime Sounds earlier in the season. And then after that, he kind of had his reliability issues. So good yep. to see that 89 truck back to where it was earlier in the year. Yeah, absolutely. And the youngster, Cody Vanderloop, had a pretty good night tonight, too, in the four truck. He Getting won the it. hangover. Yeah, he ran away with the heat. And then uh, I think somewhere up toward the top five, I can't remember. Was he fifth? Yeah, somewhere I around so. there. Dan's giving him fifth. I'm looking it up. Yeah. So another, another pretty good sixth. night for him. Maybe sixth. Oh, loading. And we did, of course. Yeah, and we did kind of talk about that rookie point battle between him and Dylan Vandenberg last week. So maybe that tightens things up a little bit this week. Dun, da, da, dun. The MyLaps app. Dun, da, da, dun. Do you have the RacePal app on there too? I do. Excellent. Get your lineups. RacePal. What is RacePal, Matt? RacePal is lineups, baby. What do you mean? I don't know of you. So if you're at the racetrack and you have the Race Pal app and you want to know where Andy Monday starts in the feature, you just go to the Race Pal app and it's got all the lineups of all the divisions, results, as they happen as well. Completely free to download. No subscription needed. Just Cody Vanderloop, fourth. Fourth. There we go. Oh. Dan Vixmer, fifth. Ah, or so Brian Vixmer. Four for, the four, driving. four for the four truck and five for the five truck. Yep. Perfect. Too bad Van Handel was seventh because it could have been six for the six truck. Woo. Yeah, one spot away from four, five, six. Yeah, that was really close. I think was that the week that Jesse Outenhoven won, we went one, two, and three. It was Outenhoven <laughs> efforts and Taylor Vandermoss, first, second, and third. I feel like that's what Remember it was. Remember that? Yeah. About three weeks ago? That was pretty cool. Don't see that happen often. But yeah, it is uh, just kind of touching back on what we're looking at here as so we're now fully entrenched in the point battles. Entrenched. Ninety six and ninety nine, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, We're going to have to do predictions soon. Once it oh. hits August. Dan's looking at me like Dan's, look, jinx, Dan's looking at me like don't let that guy pick anything. Nope. No. Although I, your streak is going pretty good. I, hey, yeah, I won the, two, I won the two. last two. Although I'm getting hot. I'm heating up. What can we pick for next week? I'm getting off the Muppet train. What's left? I mean, we can do Tundra. Oh yeah, that's Saturday. We're going to have that Dixieland Jefferson? thing. We're going to have that Dixieland thing coming up here pretty quick too. Yep. That, we probably got to make the pick for that. What next week? Two weeks. Okay, because we, yeah, we got we got one August got, show before that. Okay, we got the Bruce Miller and then August second. Okay, yep. okay, yeah. So, yeah, put it on the radar. We could start formulating thoughts about that one though, but that is coming up. Dan might very have this quickly. uploaded by then. Oh Hardy my! Har har. <laughs> See if he. Let's. Uh, should we set a deadline of Tuesday on him? No, too much pressure. When Tuesday. are you going to get me the interviews? I give them to you before we leave recording. I've done that the last two weeks. True. <laughs> Listen to this. True. Listen to him step back now. Granted, before then, I'd have all my editing done, and that'd be up to you. Yeah, and that would usually be there by, like, Saturday or Sunday. Or Monday. 
now he's just grasping at straws here. <laughs> Although, to be fair... You're like that guy that, like, puts his arm over his eyes and then starts swinging with the right hand, like, just throwing punches in the we dark. We have, like, six listeners. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. And we, at we this have, point in the podcast, Tracy there's Springstro. one. We have Dave Moderson. We have Mark Allen. We have... Dylan Wenzel. The three of us. My Ma listens. I think that's about it, really. My right. Ma listens. Yeah. yeah. So, Jesse Bernhagen. Let's just ask them Jesse Bernhagen like listens. listens. Well, there are yes, two Andy listens Bernhagen. on every yes. single podcast from Edgerton, Wisconsin. Hmm. Mm. Mm. Who could that be? Mm. Mm. It's probably his dad. Yeah, it's probably, uh, <laughs> yeah. Char- not Charlie. Uh, no. It's his dad's name. He just had a birthday this week, too. I don't know. I don't know. Don't look at me. I, I can't remember either. All right. I mean, no racers, not your family. We'll find it out. All right. Sport trucks. Talked about that a little bit. Into the sizzling fours. 47. Oh, again. Good job by Dennis DeBruin to try to hold him off, though. It was a good race. Yeah, definitely. He gave it everything he had to play some defense. And there were some black flags too. I could, I could, uh, I could almost hear the fans chanting "defense" like we were at a basketball game. Defense, you know. Pretty sure the, they were for the fifty-seven. Pretty sure they were. Yeah. You know, it's crazy too. I'm looking at the results and stuff on my laps. Uh, Fickle, who ended up taking the win, his fastest lap was over half a second faster than anybody Yo. else in the entire field. Whoa. Well, there was a point where he caught up to the Bruin. Oh, Scott Wolf's sitting here now too. You Hi, missed, Scott. You missed the whole. Hey, you missed the whole tech conversation. Yeah. When when we get so a second, have to listen hey, to the pod about four cylinder tech. When we get a second, we gotta ask him about cookie dough here too. By the way, this has become a hot topic now because I just saw what you posted from uh, Mom and Pops. Yep. And delicious over yeah. here. Yeah. So we might have competing cookie dough. My mother would not be happy. Salmonella all over the place. What is this all about? Stop. Huh? Oh, we don't want to talk about mom and pop's cookie dough or what? No, we don't want to talk to him. <laughs> oh, okay. He's he's uh, he's he's been partaking in the adult beverages all night. Well, we can still ask him about cookie dough. <laughs> Yeah, probably. He doesn't have to be on the microphone when we ask him about the cookie dough. Yeah, he Fair. can be innocent bystander. Yeah, it can be a it can be a yes or no answer. Yes or no answer. Look at Rockstar. Okay. Yeah. Thought okay. the beard was thought the beard was going, but we're gonna get to that. We're gonna get to that. We are going to get He's to that. We promise. Peters fifth. Good run for him. Yep. Uh, Andy Miller. I think he had fast time again tonight. He ended up seventh. Yes, he did. So okay. He's probably still leading overall. I would guess. Yep. And Heather Wolfgram was right behind him. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Place for her. Yeah, the only caution early in the race, uh, she and Emery Beatty tangled a little bit. Emery did the gentleman's agreement, decided to go to the back by himself. Good sportsmanship there. Nice work. Another good race. You know, there was that point where De Bruyne was out front with Fickle, and then those two kind of got together, and Fickle fell back probably about a half a straightaway, if not more. I think that's probably when he started turning those fast laps to catch right, back up. Clean air. A lot of clean air. Clean air. Yeah. No arrow push on the right. Honda. On <laughs> the Honda. <laughs> Definitely. Um, Speaking of four cylinders, before we move ahead, I did get no, an I was update bring something from up, our too. previous so. podcast okay. about Brody Rovest. He was able to keep his red race points, Very so good. he is still in the red, white, and blue overall standings. How about another thing about point standings? Where was the point leader tonight? Mike Klein not in the house. Hmm. That's odd. Yeah. That, Hopefully. That is going to shake some things up. Hopefully nothing uh, 
tragic happened. Yeah, that right. Something like yeah, that, but we'll have to get more information. Didn't hear, did not hear anything, but uh, hopefully, uh, didn't think it was going to rain. Yeah, stayed home. Obviously, missed out on the 114 tonight, which is uh, yeah, you know. That uh, throws a wrench into the points for sure. So we'll have to kind of find out where that sits. And like you said, Andy, hopefully it's just, uh, you know, maybe a previous engagement or something that he had to go take care of. You never know. Never know. Okay, now we can move on. So that hits everything except... He won. My lap says he won. Wow. It doesn't say anybody ran, but it says he won. Right. Well, that's because they did not score. They did the transponder <laughs> scoring, but maybe we should get him over here. Do you think we could trick him into shaving the beard that way? Hey, Rockstar. By the way, Craig Van de Wettering won again. Look. You got to see this. Yeah. Bring the scissors. Acor according to my laps, who won? Am I last? Who won? Oh, look at me. All right, let's do it. Yeah, let's cut that let's thing. You won. So, like, when I get the paycheck, I'll... <laughs> oh, no. Oh, come on. We'll cut off when I get the paycheck. Cut it off when he gets the paycheck, he says. That's the next week, isn't it? That's no fun. You can't do that in victory lane. So does that mean you have to win if two in a row? So Russ Lorbecki was leading and was looking pretty good out front. Too bad they didn't have lap money. Yeah. Right? Like Slinger National. And then so someone like else, yeah. Then there was a there was a bit of a tangle. No, well, or that, a different let's, position. let's hang on to this for about another minute so we can wrap up the podcast. Can we do that? Poor favor? Thank you. No, it's okay. You're, you're all right. Well, we're going to try to wrap up the podcast here real quick. <laughs> anyway, <sighs> it's the X bar. It is the X bar. Yes, it and is. And Andy Monday is. We got done early tonight. And, and Andy, Mon Andy Monday is too yep. popular. He he brings all the people over. So that's that's the thing that happens here. Right. All right. Look at him just flock. FRC.us. Fox River Racing Club on Facebook. WIRMotorsports.com. Wisconsin International Raceway on the Facebook. Check out the points because that's what we're watching. Playoffs? 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 We're getting there. Oh. Six weeks left. Let's see what happens. Getting down in the nitty gritty. All right, Andy Monday, nice work. Bruce Miller Memorial next week. Yes, looking forward to it. Extra laps or no? I don't think so. Okay, not this year. Not this year. First couple ones, yes. I think as of last year, no. I think the racing's actually better in the shorter races. Yeah. I love that theory, too. Yeah. Um, maybe some extra guys. Maybe. Because that tour race is coming up, and guys want to come out and shake maybe. around and see what they got. So stay tuned. Stay tuned. Dan Strong, nice work. Thank you. Great work. Great to have you. Thank you. Just remember to invite us to the courthouse for the wedding. Of course. All right. My name's been Matt Panier. The book ends. Been a pleasure. <laughs> Gentlemen, we'll see you next week. Ice. Stay out of trouble.